Hello, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. Merry Christmas. Tom, you can't bottle it up, but that first half last week, um, you guys really looked like yourselves. 18 points, looked like you're headed to a 35 point game. We won't yeah. talk about the second half right yeah. now, but that's how much uh, of, of seeing you do it, right? Seeing you guys go out there and actually do it, can that, can that lead to good feelings? Yeah, that's important. I think, you know, those good plays kind of build on each other and, you know, help confidence. And it's, I think the interesting thing is it's not like there's a lack of confidence. No. It's just a lack of execution and, and our ability to do it consistently. And I think the ability to do it is one thing, but to do it consistently well has been a problem. You know, we just, there's spurts where it's been good and we can do kind of a lot of things the right way. And there's other times where we haven't, which leads to really where our record's at. So, um, you know, I think the point is, is it's just we're, you know, 15, 16 weeks into the season, including the bye, and the whole season comes down to, you know, three really important games, and this is the first of the three, and we're going to go battle our battle our ass off to try to make it happen. Tom, um, Tristan just made a second Pro Bowl. You've played with a lot of good tackles, I'm sure, in your career. What makes him just unique? Yeah, he's done a great job since the day he got here, and um, we all love having him out there with us, and it's been tough not having him out there. I think when he's not out there, we all notice it. Um, you know, he's really learning how to be a, a real professional, and he takes his job seriously. He's obviously very talented. Um, just his size, his, you know, his ability, and keep people out of the, out of the backfield. Um, very difficult to go through, and he's very hard to go around. So, um, you know, he doesn't get beat very often. Uh, very, very, very rarely. So, I'm really happy for him. He certainly deserves it. Um, and just, you know, it's... You know, if he sticks with it, there'll be a lot more of those. Tom, with your, with your accomplishments and your fame, you're more than a celebrity. You're an icon. I'm sure that makes it hard for you to go out in public and do more regular things. Um, the fact that you're still playing, we know you love the game. We know you, you're a competitor. Yeah. But in here, in, in the locker room and on the practice field, you're one of the guys. Yep. How much of that keeps you playing football? And, and having those type of connections yeah. where you're one of the guys. Sure. I think, um, you know, in, in this environment, we're all able to, to do that. I think that's probably what we all enjoy most is the camaraderie, I think, at the end of the day. For us, winning and losing, yeah, it's fun and it's great. And But I think when we're in our, you know, 50s and 60s, we won't be talking about those things as much. You know, we'll be thinking about the moments we shared together with, the with uh, you know, just really great people. I don't think you make it to this point in life uh, as a professional athlete without being a really great person that cares about other people, that tries to do the right thing, that's really disciplined, that's, um, you know, it's hard to make it through college and, and high school and college and then kind of be a young professional. Um, if you're not doing the right things and putting the team first, uh, you know, very consistently, those guys get weeded out pretty quickly. So you know, I have a lot of respect for guys who, you know, make it this far, not because physically it's challenging. Yeah, it is. And and I think the the mental emotional part is really keeps people in it. But in order to do that, you got to be a great teammate, you know, or else the locker room kind of kicks you out. Um, you just don't really fit in. So, and the enjoyable part is the amazing relationships I've had through, you know, 32 years of playing football between high school and college. And yeah, it's a game, but at the same time, it brings out all of our probably our best sides of us, and sometimes our worst sides. Not often our worst sides. Probably just when we get frustrated. But usually our best sides when we're you know, really um, 
you know, committed to something bigger than yourself. And I think that's what life's all about, you know, focus on things that are bigger than yourself and, um, you know, putting other people first and putting the organization first and the goals of the team first and then showing up every day with a good attitude, trying to do your job as best best you possibly can. You Tom, know. knowing that the um, that your preference would be to be 17-0, and 0, um, at this point in the year with what's in front of you and the fact that the postseason is very much still in front of this team, does the record matter? I think it's, you know, we can't do anything about the past. So I think we're, we're, we're beyond the... You know what we wish we could have been, or I think we're at where we're at, and um, you know it's a yeah. We wish we won every game. I certainly do, but we haven't earned it. So if you don't earn it, then what do you expect? You know, and we got to try to go earn it this week, and uh, hopefully take all the lessons from 14 games and apply them toward this week. And uh, going on the road, you know, there's times where we've done a decent job. First couple games of the year, we did a great job. We went to uh, Germany, did a great job. There hasn't been many other times where we've done a good, you know, a real good job of that. So, you know, some challenges just with Christmas and all that. But, you know, we've got to put them aside and go try to win a game. Our, our whole season's ahead of us. We've all worked hard to get to this point. And, uh, you know, try to figure out how to get a win would be really important. I'm sure it would feel really good. But, again, we've got to go out there and we've got to earn it because, you know, this team's certainly not going to, you know, just give it to us. You said that you and other guys wouldn't be able to get this far in your careers without being a good person, too. But you also have to be a resilient person. And I know you weren't happy with the way things ended on Sunday. And when you have those difficult games and those difficult moments, what allows you to, to get back up and to you know, keep, I guess, fighting and pushing to, to try and, and get it right the next time? Yeah, I think just confidence in yourself, confidence in your teammates, confidence in what you're doing. I think the process of trying to get things right is more important than the outcome of things all the time. We're always, I think, so focused on wins and losses. I mean, I think I'm always focused on the process of how you get to wins, why you win and why you lose. Um, you know, because sometimes the things don't go your way. I had a ball that I handed off that, you know, I fumbled that's, you know, just should never happen, but it did. So, um, yeah, you're disappointed when you feel like you let the team down and when you could do a better job. And that's part of, uh, you know, why you sleep two or three hours on a Sunday night. Um, but that's what you got to live with. And I think all these things that happen in the moment, that's that builds resiliency. I think part of life is dealing with things that don't necessarily go the way that you'd expect them. But you got to wake up the next day and try to go put as much as you can back into it and still believe in the people that you're with, knowing that, you know, every game's not going to go your way, every bounce isn't going to go your way. And, I think when you do find that they do go your way, you really appreciate it, you have gratitude for it, and you still try to put the same amount of work ethic into it and try to learn whether you win or lose. And, um, you know, as long as you keep enjoying it, that's that's the point. Is there a game, uh, and I know you played a lot of football for a lot of years, but yeah. maybe in high school, maybe even at the, the college or the NFL level, where you felt like you really had to pick yourself up and kind of find a new level of resilience that maybe you didn't have before? I think at different times, you know, I think that's what it's about. It's, um, yeah, lots of different times. Certainly, probably when you're younger in your career where you're not really quite sure if you're going to make it, how you're going to make it. I probably haven't felt that way in a while, um, just personally. I think probably younger players probably question their confidence maybe a little bit more. Some maybe, you know, it's probably a generalization. I don't know. Probably different for everybody. But I think for me, I'm always trying to prove it to myself and my teammates that I'm capable of doing a great job for the team. You've, uh, you've had more Pro Bowl selections than any player in history, uh, but you haven't actually played in the game since 05, and, and normally the best reason to avoid is to have another game to be getting ready for. Just want to ask you, 
uh, your attitude towards that game and, and why you play, why you don't play. That. Is there a game? I don't think there's a game this well, year. Is there? It's not a game. It's a flag. Yeah. So they finally took my, you know, watch what I've done all these years. And I see him smarting up a little bit. Are you even cherishing these last, these moments now? Now, I know you haven't made a decision about the past this year. and You're focused on this. But where you are, are you even taking this in, cherishing it even more at this point where you are right now? Um, yeah, first of all, I shouldn't say I'm smart enough. That was, everyone will get offended by that, so I apologize. I didn't mean that. It was just a joke, so. Um, am I taking it all in? Um <clears throat> Yeah, I always appreciate it. I really think since I hurt my knee in 2008, I appreciate football and every opportunity. I always felt like, you know, at least I got a chance to walk off the field. The, you know, that day I didn't, and I missed the whole season. And I think, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to basically play every game that I've been allowed to play um, since that year. So I have a lot of perspective on, you know, not be, even being out there. So. Yeah, I love playing. I love playing with my teammates. I love practicing. I love working out. I love training. I love talking about football. I love talking about pass protection and run blocking and all the crazy stuff that probably is the stuff that you know not not many of us think about. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun for me still. Tom, this is one of the more challenging seasons you've had from a record standpoint for sure. Do you do you find some? Uh, I guess some maybe. Excitement, for lack of a better term, about the challenge itself because you're a guy that does rise to challenges. Yeah. You want more wins, for sure. More wins are more fun. Yeah, I, I think the point is, is that resilience is a good thing, and I think we're all trying to learn resilience in different parts of our life. I'm trying to teach my kids about resilience, trying to teach, uh, you know, all of our everyone about it because it's important for all of us. Things don't, you don't go 17 and 0. You don't. It's just not the way it goes. So, you could quit. You know, you could quit. You could take the easy way out. You know, you could, you know, find a way to not playing games. I mean, I'm sure a lot of players can do that, but I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of rewards in that at the end of the day. So I feel like the, you know, you you gotta you gotta find the the what you're learning from the the challenges of losing games and the challenges of you know dealing with adversities and um, it brings a lot out of you. And I think when you overcome them, you learn a lot from it. You can apply them in different ways of life. And I think there's a real benefit to that, um, you know, as you move forward. So thank you guys, appreciate it. How's everybody? What's up, man? Good, good. Byron, you've been around a lot of offensive linemen in your days, coaching, playing. Tristan Wirfs gets another Pro Bowl selection for you guys. Where does he rank in terms of talent? I know he's still young, but the guys that you've either played with or coached, what, what do you have to say about his I don't know if I've ever seen a guy come in like that. Uh, Obviously, there's been some great tackles in this league that I, I wasn't around, so I haven't been able to see every day. But he was this way when he walked through the door. I mean, he should be a three-time Pro Bowl guy when you really think of it. He's probably was his rookie year, probably the best tackle grading-wise in the league. So it just says a lot about who he is, what he's about, how he approaches it. Uh, it's not just skill with him. It's the mental aspect, the work that he put in every day. I mean, he's a huge guy also. And just really a great leader for us in that room. So it's it's good to see him get, you know, what he deserves because he's that type of player. Sorry, what is he doing better in year three than he did in year two and year one? Uh, it's tough to really beat what he's already done, though, right? I mean, you go through a 16, 17 game season and you don't give up sacks and don't give up pressures. That's unheard of. As much as we throw it, uh, 
he's allowed us to do what we wanted to do as an offense, really, to have a guy like Tristan on that side that you can just say, hey, he handles that guy. You don't have to think about him. So it's, it's unique, man. But he's getting better, really, at all aspects of his game. Uh, he works on all aspects of his game. So it's good to see. Anytime you have those type of players, you wish you had 15 of those guys like that right at different positions. But that's hard to do with somebody so good. Byron, you came out against Cincinnati, and every game plan is different, right? But based on your playing, you came out intact, 17 points. You're headed to a 35-point game probably. Yeah. The turnovers all have their own story. But just in terms of you know, that's what we can be, how much can that carry over? Or can, can you carry it over at all, even though you're playing Arizona and it's a different team? But how much more was that who you are? I think that's – I can't sit up here and stand on it because we haven't been that consistently, but that's what we feel we are when we step out on the grass. To be honest with you, we're not stepping on the grass. We feel that way that we played in the first half. And I tell you guys, I think we're closer than what we think. Uh, scoring points in this league come down to four or five plays that went your way, four or five plays that didn't go your way. And they were heading our way. And we had to earn them, but that's the game. That's football. We love where we at, though, really. We love where we at right now. So we're just excited to get another opportunity to go out and try to win a football game. Byron, is there anything specifically from that first half that you would point to as to why you were able to score so many points? Was it play action? Was it connecting between Tom and, and Mike? I mean, it was 17 points, right? I don't want to make it seem like we scored 30 in the half. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it's like around here, right? So, But, I mean, we've done that a lot. Uh, 17 points in the half obviously is good, especially if you can double that in the second half. But we just – it's football. We feel good about ourselves going into football games. I know the numbers and the stats not all there, but we feel good really going into every game from a preparation, what we want to do. Sometimes we went out there and haven't executed as much as we've liked. Uh, but I, hopefully we're, we're past that point. No, I just think that's a fluke thing. Uh, it's, it's hard to do that, right? That was just one of those fluke things that happened in the game of football. You play this game long enough, you be around plays and games like that. So we've been on the opposite end of them and won games. It just came and got us last week. We'll take it, understand it's part of football, look forward to the next game. How much is uh, Russell Gage helping you in the red zone when he's healthy? Because you're going to get double teams on the other guys and he can do his thing. That's the thing with Russ. We just needed him healthy. Um, he can do these type things. He has a certain wiggle with him that he knows how to get open. Uh, he can really, really get open. He really knows how to create space. So the more we have him, really just for practice, really, we can be healthy enough to practice like he's been able to do the past couple of weeks now. And I think you'll see results like that on game day. So it's good to have him back out there. Hey, Byron, I know there's um, <coughs> not moral victories per se, but you had talked about all year you feel like you guys are this team that can go out there and do what you saw in that first half. And, and I think Todd talked about it being the bright spot like that shows what we can be. Um, that first half for you guys, like mentally, how much did maybe this offense just need it to be able to see? Like you feel you can do it, but the fact that you guys actually saw, like, hey, this is us clicking. Like, how much did this team need that? I think it was good for us. At the same time, as a coach, I see what we left out there. <laughs> to be honest with you, I see the plays that we left out there. I think it could have been an even better half 
than what we had. There's a lot of things we had where we kind of knew what they would be in, got what we want, and it just didn't go our way. So it's it's obviously we played well the first half, but we don't see it. We got to learn how to find a way to play four quarters. Play four quarters to win in this league. We're just excited to have another opportunity, though, to go out there and try to play four quarters. I mean, Todd's an aggressive guy. A lot of times this year he gave us the opportunity on fourth down, and we didn't find a way to convert as an offense. So we know he'll give us them opportunities. We know he'll trust in us in those moments. We just got to find a way to execute and get it done. Whatever the down the distance is, he, we get an opportunity on fourth down to convert a first down. Whatever we have to do to execute, to make sure that's a successful play so we can get to the first down. Because the most important thing for us is when we have the ball, now our playmakers can make plays. Uh, so we want to possess it as much as we can and put our playmakers in position to make plays. We saw Tompkins on the jet sweep. I think he got like four first down on offense. Just trying to see what you like about him and then what you can do to, to add him in to the offense. It's really what you don't like about DT. Uh, just seeing him every day. He works hard. He comes in here. He seems like he never gets tired. He runs around. He, he he reminds me of some player I won't name that when he was young. So I, I don't want to do that. So it's just just to see that though, that energy, that love for the game. I just love being around that. We know we all love our game that we play, that we participate in. But to see a young guy come in and love the game the way that he loves the game, and what he's willing to do to have success, is a special thing and unique. So you always. Got a little something special for guys that love the game the way that he loves the game. Because normally when people love it that much, they put in as much, a result comes. They get the result. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be around him, that type of energy. Uh, he's an acrobat. He can do, do a lot of different stuff. So it's, it's good to see him out there. Yeah, I mean, that was everything, really, in the second half. You didn't get allowed to really do anything. By the time you get out of that, now you're chasing. So just a bad third quarter, really, really bad third quarter for us. Something we'll learn from them, something we can learn from. Every position group can learn. We always talk about how important it is, protecting the football, doing the right things. We as a team can really learn from that. What's the mood? You've been in as a player in the NFL and as a coach. Normally, if you were 6-8 and eight at this point, you'd be not in the playoff contention. But you are. What's the mood like? Is, is there confidence? Is there like, we can still do this? we got three games to go? Oh, yeah. We're as confident as can be. And 6-8, and eight, it all depends on who's, six, who's the 6-8 and eight team, right? So we're 6-8 and eight right now, and the world feels as though, like, man, we're underachieving. It's a lot of six and eight teams that feel like they're charging, right? And they feel good about it. So it's all that's really irrelevant. The key is is do I or do I do I get in the tournament? 
because you can't move forward unless you get in the tournament. So only things guaranteed to us is like I tell these guys, we got three games. We got, what, seven more practices that's guaranteed to us. So we're just trying to earn more. We're trying to do whatever we can to earn more. Yeah, I was joking with the guys saying it's good to not see us on TV every day. You know, we've been on TV every day for three years. And we all on, you know, we all keep our TVs on sports. And it's good to hear them not talk about us. It's been about a good week and some change now where we're not on TV. I would hate us too. I would really hate us if I watched TV and they talked about us every day like they do. I would despise us when I play us too, especially when we, was, we win such in a good way. We win, we're good winners. We're really good winners. We understand it, but it's it's kind of awkward to see it now. Brian, uh, it's been over a year now, just a little that Chris Godwin went through an injury, right? Mm -hmm. You see him each week. Um, you know how much work he's put in. Yes. He's been a football player. He's been hurt before. Just put in perspective how far he came in, in a year. I don't know how he do it. I really don't. To see him out there, one of the best feeling I had all year was the first play in Dallas. That's why that play was called. To see him in that game, yes, I wanted to get it out the way and let, let it went for 20 just to show who he is as a player. So wanted to, I will remember that the rest of my life, really, just going into Dallas, him being in the starting lineup, that was unreal. That goes to show you the work that he put in, and I wanted to reward him for that. And it was good for us as a team to see him get that because what it did for us, once he got up, the season can start, you know, because like I say, this guy's like our bloodline. He does a lot for us, and we love his approach on football also. Have you gotten to have many moments like that in, in your coaching career? I know as a player you've seen a lot, but as a coach to be able to call a play and know that it impacted someone in such a profound way? Uh, it impacted us. It really, I don't know what it, you had to ask Chris what it did, but what it did for us, everybody around Chris was special for us. So that's he's he's, he's a guy that, you know, we appreciate, we love everything that he's about. So it's good to see him doing well every time he does. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever seen somebody do it so quick and be a part of all the games and and still getting better every day. I don't know if you had a Christmas game as a player. I just want to ask you what this week is like, knowing you'll be away from home on the holiday. And what yeah, the I, is like I've never experienced this. I think I did it in Thanksgiving. Uh, but I never experienced this one. This one's a little different. But <laughs> we got to uh, – it's too important of a ball game for us to worry about really what day it's on. We can care less really what day. Our families and everybody understand that, that we really locked in, got our minds on something bigger than the day of Christmas. We'll get back home and we'll enjoy our time with our family when we can. Okay, thank you. Right, guys. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. How y'all doing? Yes, I, I have. I have Christmas Day. I've traveled on Christmas. This and that. I learned something here. When you're in the entertainment business, you work holidays. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Less of a thing then this week to be on the road on Christmas. You just used to it by now. Well, it just comes with the territory. It just comes with the territory. It's such a name. When we were just talking coming down the hall, it's just you kind of sometimes you forget what day it is. You really do. Casey, I talked to, to Todd earlier this week about 
taking on that dual role of being head coach and defensive play caller. And obviously you and Larry give them a ton of support, not just on game days, but during the, the right. preparation. But just your thoughts on, on how he's fair in that, that role. He's got to be head coach for everybody, but then he's also got to be mindful on defense. And that it doesn't allow him the opportunity to talk to the offense when they're off the field because he's got to have eyes on the field. You know what? I thought he's done a masterful job handling, actually. We, the thing he does when, when we're off the field, he switches over with the offense right away. But the thing is, he has a really knack of really calling the game and how he feels feels that it's going. And, you know, as we look at it, everybody would call it kind of differently. But the way he has his hands on it is it, it's really unique. And, and the thing is, I think he has a grasp of uh, totally what's going on with the game from offense, defense, special teams. I think he totally involved. So he, he's done this role, the defensive coordinator role, since he got here in 2019. Right. Play. But has, have you noticed anything that's different or any type of changes? Uh, or is it just kind of you know, the, the same usual type holes? He has been the same from the day we walked in, from the day I met him in Dallas, from the day I met him and we went together in Miami, the day I was with him at the Jets, the day he hadn't changed one iota. He's the same guy every day. In your role, I'm sure you look at all components of the defense. Can you speak to the job Carlton Davis did last week against how he competed against a really good receiver? The thing about Carlton and what the matchup that he had last week and a couple of things, we left him by himself quite a bit, and he took the challenge, and we talked about it in our defensive meetings. Based on what they do, they would spread to create the formation where one is isolated by itself. And we said, Carlton, you will have no help. You got him, man. And he stepped up big time and, and was looking forward to the challenge. Usually we play left and right with our corners. This you find, You're going with number one, and – he welcomed the challenge, and we. My hat goes off to him because he stepped up against easily a top five, if not number one receiver in the league. Do you subscribe to the notion that one interception can lead to two? It's a momentum thing. Well, the thing is, turnovers like sacks—they come in bunches. You know, we just got to keep going and keep rallying, getting the ball, this and that. You know, you sit there and one day you can have five. We had five one game, then the next game you might have zero. But they come in bunches. But once you get one, then the momentum and they, and it goes from there. Well, it is. You know, everybody, when you got starters, they're your starters for a reason. Our backup guy stepped in, did an admirable job, but your starters are your starters. And, you know, anytime you can have them back, you feel like you have full strength and you have the full complement of calls, everything you want to do. But some of those guys in the secondary, and again, I know it's not full strength yet. And I no, but it, one left, you know, he re aggravated his ankle, but just being able to have guys that play as confidently but as a guy. you, it seems like it's a completely different defense up front when you guys have. Oh, no doubt, because then, you know, we mentioned that Carlton did a bang-bang. I thought Bunning played a heck of a game, and then having Antoine, who many people would argue easily, probably one of our best players on the team. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, to have him back, it was just, it's just, it helps everybody. You're, you have another quarterback making his first start, right, in McSorley. Right. And you've seen that in San Francisco, obviously, right. a really good team. It would seem to be an advantage for an experienced side of the ball, a defense okay. against a rookie, but what are, he's not a rookie, but what are the, what are the downsides of that? Like you've never seen this guy actually on the grass 
perform? Well, the downsides for us is their offensive scheme to start with. They have so much quarterback run game. We were researching him and studying him all week. Well, he came from Baltimore, so the quarterback run game we've seen. So he's from very familiar with what they do. and So there is no changes. And, you know, then you throw in the four wide receivers that get out there. So they're going to – we look at it as the concept. They spread you out to run the ball. So when they – Put all those wide outs. We got to match them up. Now you light in the box with a mobile quarterback. So the thing is, and we look like, you know, they're really going to do what they do. It ain't like that we're going to have to face a schematic change. They're going to do what they do. And, you know, he might not be as fast as Murray, but he, they can run in the same place. Casey, you, you might be in the same boat on Sunday, but this past week, to go into a game with only two outside linebackers, that's not a, an every down position. Just, just how you thought. Uh, how you thought those two did to hold up. You know what? That's another thing, Joe and uh, Nelly, we thought they really stepped up. And, you know, I think we had 68 snaps and they took every one. Now, granted, going into the game, we had plan B and plan C. We were ready to go that way, but it, we didn't, it didn't have to go that way. So, but those guys really, really stepped up and played well and gave us a chance. So that's what, that's kind of the way kind of what Jenna was. Everybody, they kind of stepped up. So we, we needed to we start getting some guys back and see where we go. Right. But this game was different. You guys right. got that takeaway really early on. Right. And, and it seemed like it sent a really strong message to, to the Bengals that you know you guys weren't going to lay down for them or anything. Um, what is key to kind of replicating that? I know easier said than done, but but key to replicating that level of intensity to start a game. Well, it's funny that, you know, Keanu went out and got a peep, uh, power deflection of that, but that was an emphasis all week. One thing about the team last week, the quarterback led the league in batted balls, so that was a point of emphasis all week. And to see that, you know, get your hands up, batted ball, takeaway, offense go down the score, it's just kind of what you've been preaching all week, play together, create turnovers, this and that, and it just created momentum for us going forward. I know he's going to get bigger, and that's going to happen this, this next offseason, but, but how's the, the development of, of Logan Hall been behind the scenes and then from what we've seen as, as a reserve capacity for you guys? As I've watched him here, and we just finished watching practice, and he did some really good things today. Once this guy's continue to get stronger as it plays out, this guy's going to be a really good player in this league. He has a tremendous future. You know, that's the thing I'm harking on. And I think he played 21 snaps the other night, but he had no production. But me as his position coach, also looking at everything, he had no opportunities to make plays either. But the thing with him, we expect him to turn plays. He has what we would term big playability. So that's the key. That's the next step for him is to realize that we expect him to turn big plays and really, really be a disruptive eye. But the, I'm telling you, the, guy, the, the sky's the limit for that guy. When the guy has tape like that with 20 plays and there's not really any production per se, right. then the next thing I'm guessing you're jumping at or that you're looking at is, okay, well, what was his technique like? There you go. That's what I'm saying. He was fine. He graded out well, this and that. Just had zero production, but he didn't miss a tackle. He didn't should have had a play he should have made. Every He was where he should have been. So it's hard to knock him for that. We just want him to turn play. Like hey. Yes. How does the play of Devin White been since the Seattle game? That was obviously a huge game for right. him. Right, right. seems like, like the, the mistakes are far and few between. Made, made more plays 
since then. Is that, is that a fair? Hey, Devin has been steady at it for us. You know, he comes every day, and it's funny when we go through the, the game and what he plays, what he played, 68 snaps. Him and Bonte play every snap. I think both of them double digits and tackles. This and that flies around. He's just been steady at it for us really all year long. Thank you. Y'all have a great holiday. See you guys later.